Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. minister not realize that paying groups to protest against these projects is exactly part of the problem. Mr. Speaker, unlike apparently the member of uh, the leader of the official opposition, uh, we believe in free speech and we believe in advocacy. All right, folks. Well, here's the problem, because I'm not so convinced that Justin Trudeau and the liberals support freedom of speech for all the people who are saying, hey, Rob, Let's chill out a second here because this Dogwood group in B.C., they got funding in the past. They got funding in the past when the conservatives were in power. But think about what it is you are saying here. Because obviously the conservatives are no fans of the Dogwood initiative, Dogwood B.C., or vice versa. And yet despite that, they did get funding. You're kind of making the point here, even though you don't realize it, that obviously then under the conservatives, there was not a political litmus test for the summer jobs program grants. Now there is. So it's not just the fact that Dogwood, B.C. got a summer jobs grant to hire somebody to help them stop the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion, as it says right there in the job posting. But it's also the fact that other groups who had previously received funding are no longer eligible for very political reasons. So this is all a controversy of the liberals' own making. The liberals decided that they were going to apply a litmus test to the summer jobs program. And so this is all kind of blowing up in their face. They are going to be taken to court, by the way, by groups who say that this is a charter violation, that their freedom of religion, freedom of conscience is being violated. And I think they got a pretty good point. Now, this all happened because a group in Calgary, the Center for Bioethical Reform, received some funding previously. Now, by the way, it's up to MPs in each riding to decide who gets a a summer job grant. So if you want to make the point about uh, Dogwood, it was, I believe, New Democrat MPs who made that decision. But nonetheless, the the conservatives were in power. So there's a group in Calgary, an anti-abortion group, that, that got a grant in the past. So because they were... Not happy with that. The liberals took just a sledgehammer approach here. And they've shut out a whole lot of groups who have nothing at all to do with lobbying against abortion rights. So this has become a real mess. And I think this this underscores that. Uh, Joining us to talk more about this issue, someone who, by the way, has a great piece today in the Calgary Herald and the University of Alberta, David Suzuki situation, which we will touch on. Uh, Columnist Leisha Corbella joins us. Leisha, good to have you back with us here. Thanks, Rob. Let's start with the summer jobs program, because you you had a piece recently that even the the mustard seed here in Calgary, I mean, there, there were a lot of faith-based groups who are, are not involved in, in advocating anything to do with abortion who are now suddenly being shut out, right? 
Oh, yeah. I, I just actually spoke with Steve Weil, who's the um, president of the Mustard Seed Street Ministry. And um, last year, they applied and received funding for 17 positions for all across the province. So they have um, homeless shelters in Red Deer, Edmonton, and Calgary. Calgary's their biggest. And, um, and a whole bunch of programs for them. Um, this year, they um, are only hiring six students. So almost one just a, a little bit more than one-third less, um, just six students instead of 17. So big difference. And, um, and you know, this what Steve says is so tragic about this is not only are um, people experiencing homelessness going to suffer as a result of this, but these students will too. They will lose out on a really valuable life experience. In fact, many of these students who are like in business programs and engineering programs end up changing their whole life work and end up deciding that they're going to go into the social services ministry and they end up working for the mustard seed caring for the poor. And, you know, so it changes hearts of the people of these students as well and um, turning them into lifelong givers of, of love and compassion to the most vulnerable in society. And then on the other side, we've got Trudeau giving money to the Dogwood Initiative. The Dogwood Initiative, by the way, Rob, I don't know, I, about a year ago, I wrote about how um, there were there was U.S. foreign money coming into our election and skewing election results in the federal election. And um, the Dogwood Initiative is one of these organizations that receives a lot of funding from Tides U.S. Tides U.S. is funded by oil interests in the United States who want to landlock our oil. I mean, these are useful idiots. <laughs> That's one way right? to put it, right? Yeah. So it's, you know, there's there's many tangled webs here, but, you know, for Justin Trudeau to stand up, you know, the goal of that man, like to stand up and say this is about freedom of expression when what he was trying and he was actually urging church groups and and groups like the Mustard Seed who were always remained neutral on, on the issue of abortion. I mean, the Mustard Seed has nothing to do with abortion. Yeah. But they couldn't sign the attestation because the attestation makes you say that you agree with the the, the government's or basically the the Liberal Party platform on abortion, which is that it should be open wide and that he's claiming it's a charter right. Well, the first charter right in freedom is uh, the guarantee of um, of. Uh, everyone's fundamental freedom of conscience and religion. Those are right. the first in our Charter of Rights and Freedoms. It doesn't mention abortion anywhere in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. I have it on my wall. And, um, you know, so th- it's, it's pretty outrageous that he stands up and says, this is about freedom of expression. And you're right, uh, Rob. I mean, that's the irony is that the Tories proved that they there was no political um, litmus test, as you say, attached to the summer jobs program. They left it up to MPs in each riding to determine who received summer jobs grant funding, and um, and that's how it was done. And you know, had Trudeau wanted to avoid giving money to advocacy groups that fight against abortion, that's all he needed to say. If you are fighting against a woman's rights to choose, don't apply. Right. 
Yeah, it, and it would have been a lot simpler. It's almost as though they didn't want to admit that's what they were doing, and then in, in you know in the same breath they'd brag about what they were doing. It was it was very very strange. It's really strange, and um, and so a lot of groups, like a lot of so the church I go to, I go to First Alliance, big huge church down in the southeast. Um, and the jobs that people get there, yeah, there's the summer camp and the children's ministries um, and, and great sort of opportunities for people to uh, work with children and that kind of thing. But there's so much more. Like at a church like that where it has a real stage, like a real professional stage, there's there's um, arts and graphics work. There's, um, you know, lighting and sound mixing and all sorts of stuff, creating videos and all sorts of stuff, website design and really high-end jobs for, you know, a summer student maybe in their first year of university or second year or whatever. I mean, these are not just sort of Mickey Mouse um, uh, jobs. And um, But, you know, like there's a, the case uh, in, I think it's in the, uh, somewhere on the East Coast where um, a church that hired summer students to go and and on their own clean up our veterans' graves, grave sites, those students aren't being hired. So those grave sites are just going to be left. And, you know, little things like that, like really jobs that would um, impart to our students a bit of our history, um, you know, change them in some way, right? Valuable jobs. Well, and yeah, I, I spoke with the uh, director of the Southern Alberta uh, Bible Camp last week, and, and same thing. And they'd received funding under this program in the past. They would hire camp counselors in the summer, and they're not able to do so this year. Again, they, they don't talk about abortion at this summer camp. has nothing at all to do with the issue. But as a Christian organization, you know, they're, they're being forced to basically compromise on their values by checking off that box. And it was totally unnecessary. Yeah, and Steve Wall from the Mustard Seed said that they did send in applications for these jobs, but they refused to sign the attestation, and they sent it in with a letter that basically said exactly the same thing that the attestation said, with the exception of the part about abortion, and and it wasn't accepted. So as a result of the the publicity that uh, Steve Weil received, um, uh, as a result of this, uh, you know, a bunch of church people stepped forward and gave them $30,000, which is what's making it possible for them to hire, you know, these six students. And then they're, they're pitching in themselves as well, obviously. But um, the other thing that's really interesting about the Trudeau um, Summer Jobs uh, Grant is he's saying, oh, we've hired so many more students. But the thing is, in the past, it used to be for, I think, uh, 14 weeks, and now it's nine weeks, which nine weeks isn't enough for a student to make money for, to go back to university, right? right? They, they, right. Need, they need more than nine weeks. It's like 16 weeks, usually, what they need to work. And so a lot of these organizations subsidize these positions anyways. Um, and that's sort of what um, they're using is the money that they set aside to subsidize the, the positions that would have been used um, at the Mustard Seed in, in their three locations, Edmonton, Red Deer, and Calgary. They're using to... Um, to just hire the six students. So, I mean, maybe the Dogwood Initiative at least isn't using this taxpayer money to hire David Suzuki. The University of Alberta has decided and is standing by that decision to bestow upon him an honorary degree, which has not gone over well with a lot of Albertans. In fact, a lot of people at the University of Alberta 
some professors who have spoken out about all of this. So Alicia Corbella with the Calgary Herald uh, has a piece on this controversy today. You can find it at calgaryherald.com. Alicia, I mean, there, there seems to be kind of an overlap, right, between the slap in the face of the money to, to Dogwood and the slap in the face of the Suzuki degree. Oh, yeah. You know, I, the, the, Alberta is just under attack. Like, let's face it. This, we, we are constantly under attack. And one of the things that I say in my, my column is I point out that in 2016, Albertans gave a net, not a gross, they, they gave like almost $50 billion gross, but $21.8 billion went to the rest of Canada. That's a lot of money. And, and and people are, there's some disconnect somehow that this money is somehow unconnected to oil and gas, which everybody uses plenty of in this country. Like, who are these people? Every single person in this country is using plenty of oil and gas, and David Suzuki more than anyone. This is a guy who lives large, okay? He flies everywhere. He does go on private jets. He's admitted that. If you care about man-made global warming, you would never you wouldn't even look at a private jet. Private jets next to space travel is the most wasteful carbon intensive activity a human can do. And and so the hypocrisy for David Suzuki is is just immense. He lives in enormous homes. I, I used to like I'm a Vancouver girl, so I grew up in Vancouver and we used to like lay on the beach in front of his house. And it's an enormous house with glass, huge glass frontage overlooking um, English Bay. And, um, you know, that's not an energy and uh, efficient home, I can right. tell you that. No, certainly not. Yeah. Um, look, I mean, the university is free, I guess, to, to give an honorary degree to whomever they want to. But, I mean, people are free to react. Uh, David Suzuki is not a professor at the University of Alberta. So I don't know that this is really a, an argument of academic freedom, as the university is trying to... Uh, to make it, did you, what do you make of that argument? Yeah, you know, I uh, my my point is, yeah, you know, freedom of expression is excellent. I believe in total, for, I believe in almost total freedom of expression, except for hate speech of, speech, of course. And part of your expression is who you donate your money to, and protesting against decisions made by the Senate of the University of Alberta. So, yeah, they don't want him to receive an honorary degree because guess what? This is going to give David Suzuki a huge platform to badmouth us again. That's that's what it's doing. That's what they are going to be doing. The University of Alberta is going to be giving David Suzuki a huge platform, honoring him at the same time while he slams Alberta and its main industry. You know, it's interesting. He He doesn't. He doesn't slam Ontario when he goes to Ontario for their auto-making industry. Right. Yeah, not that I'm aware of. I mean, I'm sure he's not a fan of it, but you're right. He doesn't go out of his way to, to bash it quite like he does with Alberta. Yeah. I mean, it's really... And um, the, the you're right. Because the freedom of expression, they've, all, they've, they've asked him to come. I mean, I, I think that they, uh, they're in a tough spot, actually, as president. I, have to, I do feel a little bit of sympathy for them because it, if you back down, then it looks like, well, it, I think they should back down. But having said that, um, you know, then, then it's like martyred Suzuki, right? Yeah.
Well, yeah, exactly. Now, you know, it's going to look like, and I'm sure he'd spin it that way, that the big bad oil industry uh, forced the university, that we're all here in Alberta, we're all slaves to the oil industry, and I'm sure he'd make great hay, great hay with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they can back down at this point. Uh, and they, they made a dumb decision. I think they're going to have to live with it. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting. Um, This has come a lot from people who aren't directly involved with the oil industry. So this Jeff Lawson, who's the principal and director at Peters & Company, um, which is – he's the one that that started this letter last Wednesday that's gone viral. Like there is – you know, it was sent out to thousands and thousands of their contacts, and it sort of took off and and launched this um, petition, which is now at 16,000. Um, 13,000 uh, yesterday afternoon. So, um, you know, people are pretty upset in Alberta. I think, you know what, uh, Rob, uh, the amount of, well, with regard to this issue, there is just huge frustration and anger in Alberta, and it, it runs across every Every industry, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, people are just fed up with having this target on our backs for providing and producing um, some some of the best paid jobs in Canada. That's where all this money comes from that gets sent to Ottawa is the taxes that are paid. Um, and then also um, the just a, a very ethical product that everybody uses plenty of. Like, it's not like if we shut down the oil sands tomorrow, we are not stopping the use of oil and gas in Canada. Right, not It at would all. continue, not sure. at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, in fact, you know, we see it globally. I mean, oil demand is, is rising. It is going to continue to rise, at least for the foreseeable future. So if it's not Canadian oil, it's, it's from somewhere else. And, and I mean, that's, that's the uh, unavoidable reality. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I think that just that people are wisening up on David Suzuki. He's not sort of the saint that they thought he was. You know, he's this uh, person who owns an island that has an oil oil company on it, and he owns houses all over. He's overhoused. He lives large. He flies around hither and yon, um, telling people he has to do this to save the planet. Meanwhile, you know, like, what about tele- like Skyping? He doesn't have to fly to his next CBC interview. Right. You know, plus he's a pretty nasty man. I, I've met him quite a few times. And um, when I was, uh, do you have time? <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. Story. Yeah, we got okay. a couple minutes here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was a new, a, a pretty green reporter at the province newspaper in Vancouver. And um, there was this big festival to save the Stein Valley in the coast mountains. And so there, John Denver showed up and Long John Baldry and all these environmentalists and stuff. And so, you know, I interviewed all these people. And I saw David Suzuki and I went up to him and asked him for, and, you know, did he care to comment? And he, he snapped at me later, he said. Went, oh, okay. So I took that to mean that I could come back later and ask him later. So I went back again and asked him again. And, and again, he said later. So <laughs> when it came time for us to get back on the helicopter to fly back so we could file our stories, this is long before, you know, Wi-Fi and all that, um, uh, you know, I tried one more time and he told me that. F off, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this man, I actually now know who he is. He's the husband of a former prof of mine. But anyway, he gra- this, this man, he grabbed my arm and he said, if it makes you feel any better, darling, he was rude to me too. And so after I wrote that column years ago, and I got so many emails, like, I'm talking hundreds of emails, lots from flight attendants who say he is by far their rudest customer ever. Um, and from CBC cameramen who'd say he would show up, at, they'd, they'd go to pick him up at the airport for like to shoot something for, I guess, the nature of things. And, um, and David Suzuki would refuse to go in the van with them. He'd order a, a limo. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> Well, yeah. it says a lot about the guy. Alicia, uh, we got to leave it there. Uh, CalgaryHerald.com, and people can read your piece today uh, more on this issue. Thanks so much for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. Always Take care. a pleasure. Likewise. Bye. Alicia Gorbella with the Calgary Herald. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.